0: I'm gonna invite you to be seated if you're in the room and if you're online, I just welcome you. I know my phone's been blowing up both yesterday and this morning. Thank you, Lauren. Um, With people who are traveling but are gonna be worshiping with us abroad online, thank you for joining us this morning. When it's your final weekend, getting to be a part of a story like this, you get to have a little bit of a say in some of the songs that are selected if you have a really gracious worship team and a really gracious worship pastor, you get to have a say in some of that. And I mean, the songs that we've started with today have just been songs of pointing us more vertical, reminding us of what eternity holds, not of what God's done and what God's doing. Those are incredible, but they're all just the appetizer to what he has in store for all of us who believe. No matter what journey he takes us on, no matter what story we are in, no matter what has been said about us, no matter what sometimes we even believe about us, he has a future for us, for those of us who believe what we just declared and call the King of Kings, Jesus, our Savior. Um, I, uh, I told, Ben asked me a few days ago, he said, um, hey, do you have a song that you'd like to hear this weekend? I narrowed it down to six. Um, he said, I think you read my text wrong. And the reality is, you know, if we had eight weeks, eight weekends together to still worship and I would get an opportunity to select songs, it wouldn't be enough to hear the songs that this incredible team and the teams that they represent that serve week after week here as they lead us in worship almost every time that I've ever spoken. I'll peek my head into the green room or some of them are sitting right now and I'll just say, hey, lead us well. And they lead us well every week. And I just, uh, I'm just so grateful. So thank you to that team and our tech team for all the work that they do this week. Obviously in this season has been a time of reflection and uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on my marker board in my office. It's right behind my desk, I have a big marker board, always strategizing and all that kind of stuff. But in the corner, I've got a list of about 50 different pastors that I call friends that are either in ministry now or they're in different ministry related vocational roles all across the country, a few around the world. And I just wish for so many, of them. I know their stories. Some of them are tr- pastors of churches over 10,000 Some of them are starting churches. I wish that they could taste what we get to taste here. I wish that they could experience the beauty of this family called Mosaic. And I pray that for them sometimes. I know some of the struggles that they go through and the battles that they're facing and certainly we've had our own and we will continue to walk through things and you will in the future, you'll have challenges, but I wish every faith community could experience what we have experienced through this faith community. Such a beautiful place. Um, I wanted to say just a couple quick words and then we're going to, I'll pray and get in the message, but I wanted to say a few words to those of you who still are part of the story here called Mosaic that were part of the rock. Can you just, I'd just be curious, I know some are traveling, they've already texted me, can you just raise your hand if you were part of the rock before we got here? That's a great number. I wanted to say something to you because um, regardless of what others may think sometimes, I I've had a soft spot, a very uh, special place in my heart for you, those of you who were part of The Rock and stayed through all of that. Um, ben, our worship pastor, was just up here a couple, about three years ago uh, when we were merging with Faith Mountain and uh, being a part of the story with us. Um, shortly thereafter, maybe six months after that, Ben, we were in a conversation. I don't even remember the, expe- the specific details, but it so struck me what he said. He said, Jeff, you're, you're kind of a unique person, a little crazy, because... Most people, when they see a place on fire, like a building on fire, they run from it. And you're just, a, you're just crazy. You'll run right into that fire. And I'm like, that's about the greatest compliment I think I've ever gotten in my life. I am crazy. But that is a great compliment because there was. There was some chaos here, and there was some shattered trust, and there was a lot of rebuilding. But I just... I'll end the message and you'll, you'll know my heart um, with what I'll say at the end. I just, we just knew, Leslie and I knew that God was gonna do something here. And we ran in this fire, knowing you're gonna get third degree burn, knowing sometimes you're gonna be you know, smoke and it's gonna hurt, but we're gonna see beauty. As some of the songs we just heard, beauty coming from the ashes and oh, how we have together. I wanted to say to those of you who are part of the rock though, as crazy as I am to run into a fire You were crazy enough, you were faith-filled enough to stay in the fire. Without you, there was no fire to run into. Without you, there was no new chapter called Mosaic to ever be existing, to ever be experienced, to ever impact every other life that is around you that did not just raise their hand or those who worship with online that were not part of it. You are huge. You're crazy, and I'm so glad you are. And you need to stay crazy. Um, in the chapter ahead. Stay in the fire. And it's not a fire anymore. It's something beautiful. There's studs, framing, foundation. There's something beautiful being built here. Stay in it and just watch what God's gonna do. Thank you, thank you for believing and staying in and generously being a part of the story that God has been writing here couple super quick updates and then we'll start getting the message. Actually, a couple updates and then I'm going to invite my bride to come up in just a moment. Um, some of you have different questions that have come in. I want to start with us. Get this out of the way because then we can get to some preaching. Yes, um, we sold our house. Some of you have asked. We sold our house. And then we unsold our house um, because the thing fell through. So that just happened yesterday. Just continue to pray for us on that. Um, we will be relocating. Um, I think some of, for those who haven't heard, it's kind of spread a little bit. We're looking to re- relocate to Central Florida. There's a lot of reasons. Um, we were just, in fact, here's a family picture. Just wanted to kind of give you the most current picture of our family and our beautiful, beautiful family of four. And we had a good time just kind of reminiscing, but also praying and dreaming about the future there's a lot of good reasons down there and um so just be praying for us possibly towards the end of February first of March some there uh, I, I will not be seeking a local church role or a a lead pastor role um I had a friend last week ask me what do you want to do I we're sitting at coffee down there and I'm like I want to be lead pastor at Mosaic in in Denver and um But since I can't do that, I don't, right now the season we're in in our family, the wisest and healthiest thing is not only to transition from this role, but to transition from the lead pastor and local church physician. And so I'm looking at parachurch, I'm looking at nonprofit type of opportunities. Make no mistake about this though, just because our assignment has changed and our address will change, our calling is not. If you come down to the Orlando area anytime soon and I'm bagging groceries at a Walmart, I'm still a pastor. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm checking out at Home Depot, she's, we're still. We, it's who we are. It's, it's who we're supposed to be. We're salt and light. We're going to shepherd. We're going to care no matter where God calls us to. So pray for us. There's a lot of things, as you can imagine, ahead, whether it's house or job. Within a couple hours or so here, I'm officially unemployed. And... Um, some of you would ask, what does that mean? How are you guys feeling with all that? And there's two predominant, I've had texts this morning asking, how do you feel? And I'm sure there's a lot of emotion. Absolutely. The two predominant ones that Leslie and I have been carrying though are curiosity as to what God's doing, both with us and with this beautiful church. And then I'm telling you the biggest, biggest emotion or biggest feeling we have is one of gratitude. Just, ah, oh, are you kidding? We got to be a part of this story we got to be a part of watching lives be touched and healing take place. And we got a part of our lives being impacted by so many here and watching you love our kids in profound ways, watching you love us and support us in profound ways, watching us being able to put fingerprints in new parts of this community and beyond in big ways. Are you kidding? The gratitude we have for the God that we just sang about and his goodness in letting us be a part of the story, the gratitude we have for you. Put it this way, to quote the well-known theologian, Winnie the Pooh, he said, how lucky am I to have had something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Can't you just hear Pooh saying that? How lucky are we to have had something so special, something so good that makes saying goodbye so hard. What a gift that is, right? It's weird, it's upside down, but it's such a gift. We have a posture of gratitude. We have a posture of curiosity and awe at what God's doing and trusting him for what's ahead. Leslie wanted to share a couple words along that line. Um, Would you just come on up and share a few words? Um, Pastor Leslie Bell is, yeah, go ahead.
1: Hey, I just wanted to share a couple things with you that came across my mind this week that I think was from God. How easy is it for us when we're in the middle of a difficult season to forget the goodness of God. We can just get so fixated on the thing that's right in front of us in our personal life, or even as a church, we can just focus on the one thing that's not right or not where we would hope it would be. And I was reminded of this mainly because I was reading um, in Psalm 66, it says this, "'Praise our God, all peoples. "'Let the sound of his praise be heard. "'He has preserved our life and kept our feet from slipping. "'For you, God, tested us.'" You refined us like silver. We went through fire and water, but you brought us out to a place of abundance. And I love this passage for so many reasons because it reminds me that in all the difficult season, seasons even, God is walking right alongside of us. And also that a season is just that. It's just a season. It doesn't mean it's forever. There's always another side. There's an end to the season that you're in. There's an end to the season that we're in. And the last thing that I love about it is that word that it ends on a place of abundance. That God does not give us scarcity, little leftover things. He gives us an abundance of good things. And we believe that for our family and we believe that for you as a church family as well. I hope that that's encouraging to you.
0: Amen. Well, um, I just got one more assignment I wanna give you real quick. I'm gonna pray. And then we'll uh, look at a passage here together real quick as we um, look to the scriptures. Uh, Here's your assignment. You guys have been so kind and so loving to us, so generous to us with words and prayers and kindness and support. I'm going to ask you to triple that, but to triple that for our elders and for our staff here in the weeks and months ahead. You don't understand the privilege you have of having such strong leadership all over this place. And many of, are in this room, online, the the impact that they can have on your life and and the work that they have in front of them. There's a lot of shepherding, a lot of work. There's a lot of meetings that you won't know about. There's a lot of conversations that will take place from interviews to consolidating ideas, to prayers, to arguing or wrestling through what God has next together. And they're all crucial to the next step. Your assignment, please, would you do this? Triple, whatever you've done for us, triple it for their sake. Pray for them like mad. Go on, our, on the website, on Mosaic's website, Welcome welcometomosaic.com. Look at the staff page, look at the elder page and start sending them notes, gift cards, emails. Send a gift card to them so they can take their spouse out for dinner, whatever it is. Pour love and support on this leadership team and it'll come back in spades for you. What God is about to do here is remarkable. I really, really believe that. And you get to be a part of that. And one of the greatest ways you can be a part of that is the way you support your leadership right now. Love the leadership here to a person, every single one of them. And we will be doing that ourselves to the best of our ability to pray and support as much as we can in this chapter ahead. I'm gonna preach in just a second. I was gonna tell you, it's been so encouraging getting all the texts as I was just mentioning. Um, it's funny, sometimes I'll get texts from somebody, I'm like, I didn't think that person even liked me still. Wow, that was rich what they said. Um, and you know who you are. Um, no, it's. I'm just kidding. This came from Doug Gordon, one of my buddies. Doug, are you in here? Usually somewhere out here, I'm not seeing him. Doug's traveling and he said this. He said, hey, I hope to see you tomorrow, but in case I don't, I wanted to wish you all the best and hope we can stay in touch. And my advice for tomorrow is that you shouldn't really prepare for it. Just wing it and talk about whatever you want. If you bomb, it's not like they can fire you anyway. (laughs) Take a chance, (laughs) Doug. And there's truth in that because there have been a number of times I've probably bombed up here in a way and you've just shown so much grace. But I promise you what we have today, um, just for a few minutes, I think is a message for Mosaic. So would you pray with me that God would speak through it? Lord Jesus, we're so grateful, so grateful for the the truth behind all the songs we sung earlier, behind the creed that we declared together, behind the truths of the scripture Leslie just read, behind the truth of the scripture I'm about to read. We are so grateful for your promises and who you are. Help us to lean into you today. Help us to find great joy, great joy. Take our eyes off of uncertainty. Take our eyes off of the choppy water. Take our eyes off of our own failures or our own strengths or our own misses or anything else and put our eyes fixed on you. And I pray, as I've prayed so many times this week, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, may they please you. You are our rock. You are our salvation. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. If you if you got a Bible, you can join me there. It's praying a lot. You get one final shot in this role to speak to you. And I just felt like this, this passage was so perfectly written for a, a moment like this in a church and a moment like this in, in the life of Mosaic. And what we have is in Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, that's Moses, his leadership, uh, the Pentateuch, it's all the law, it it's, it's captures all the story, the origins of everything, this whole nation of Israel coming together, God's moving them. We failed from the very first moment, Adam and Eve, we all fail in their representation and the sin that they have, we have it in our own life but immediately God springs into action. He has a story of redemption. He takes this people called Israel that for whatever reason he chooses these people and he's going to bring the promised Messiah, Jesus, into the world um, through the people of Israel. And Moses is a key leader End of Deuteronomy, we find out that Moses is going to die. He's off the scene. The leadership is now transitioning to Joshua. Joshua now, has, he's been an assistant to Moses. He now is going to be in the leadership of over 2 million people is about what we estimate. Just like that. And his leader's gone. And there's a message here that is so encouraging. And look at it from a little different wrinkle today for you, but I hope it's something that encourages you and just fires you up about the mission of God, that it just, the beat goes on. And God continues to work in the people who follow him. So Joshua chapter one, verse one. And the death, I'm sorry, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, what an unfortunate name. Said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. I mean, wherever you see, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or the left. Just stay fixed on it that you may know what success is wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate, I talked about this forever ago in the Psalms. It's an idea like chewing on it. Just keep chewing on it. Chew, keep chewing more. Get more out of it. Meditate on the word of God day and night so that you will be careful to do everything that's written in it. And then you will be prosperous and then you will be successful. Okay, in case you missed it the first two times. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged, for the Lord your God, he's the one that is with you wherever you would go. I just, it's a powerful text. And if I just read it, leave it there, it's so full. I wish, I do wish I had the ability to like, I don't know, I want to like draw it out. I want to diagram it out for you a little bit or something. Like, like kind of just, spritz, I, oh yes, oh yes. You know, I really didn't want to do this today, but Ben begged me and the worship team begged me Thank you, guys. Absolutely, yeah. Those that know Ben know otherwise. Ben has actually already offered to put this in the moving truck whenever the time comes and let me take it with me. Um, I actually love the opportunity to use this on occasion or some kind of visual because I'm a visual person and sometimes when you read through a text passage, I do this in my own notes in my own journal, and then sometimes I'm like, hey, I should share that because there's so much that you just, you can sync it together and you can see it and it's like, Here's the bullets. Here's what God wanted us to hear. Here's what Joshua was supposed to hear. And here's what God wants us to hear today and where we can depend on him. And so let me just real quick tell you what I'm looking at here. Joshua means God saves or Yahweh, the true name of God, Yahweh saves. Uh, By the way, Moses meant pulled out of the water. If you know his story, Egypt, they drew him out of the water, just drawn out of the water. Moses was powerful, huge. Joshua, there's a new message that God wanted the people to continue to hear. So every time they would say Joshua's name, they would be reminded of who is really in control, the one who saves, the one who delivers. Joshua means God saves. And when we see these verses that we just read, God talks about the land that I promised to the forefathers, to the ancient uh, 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 ancestors, right? He said that in the passage. If you go back in Genesis 15... You'll see him make promises to Abraham. You go to Deuteronomy chapter one, you see promises to Moses, almost verbatim the same thing that he just says to Joshua. You go to the east, to the west, the north, to south, wherever you go, no one's gonna stand against you. I'll give it all to you. I've already gone before you and given you the victory. He says basically the same thing to Abraham and to Moses in those passages. Deuteronomy one, let me put Moses on there in case you're a note taker. Um, and there's three things that he calls us to. I, all of it's on me, God says, but, but you got to do these things in order to experience this. One, you got to trust me. You got to trust that I keep my word. I keep my promises. Two, you got to follow my leadership. I will be the one that goes forward. Follow my leadership. Well, Zach, we're in a leadership transition here, but would you realize it's a role that I'm, I, I don't, it's an important role. I, I, I say in humility and in gratitude, but your lead shepherd which pastor, shepherd, elder, that's all the same word in the Bible and the Greek, your lead shepherd is not changing. God himself, this is his church. Jesus is the cornerstone of it. That is not changing. Leaders come and go. Do you know I'm the 10th pastor in the 68 year history since Jewel Baptist was started up in, um, it was it Englewood or in uh, Lakewood in that area over there off of Jewel. I'm the 10th lead pastor, which is kind of cool. I always get to be the perfect 10, right? I just, just forget that. I never said that. But I'm the 10th lead pastor in the history of the church. Some of you in here could say who the 9th lead pastor was. Bruce Fosdick was here for 20 years. Can you, how many of you raise a, How many know the 8th lead pastor who was before Bruce? Just a quick show of hands. 7th lead pastor before. You'll know a few of them, yeah. 6th lead. I mean, go backwards. The church is not built on an individual. The church is built on the one who saves. And so make sure you trust my promises are true. These promises that I've given before, I'm gonna fulfill them. They're not based on you, whew, thank you, because I fail. They're based on me, my character never fails. I'm the one who saves. Trust that, follow my leadership. And then he says in there, obey. Three times in here, he says, you know, be strong and courageous, three different times. And I commanded you to be strong and courageous double time, he says, obey these laws, obey this teaching, meditate on it. Don't let it drift out of your, out of your ma- mind, out of your heart, out of your, out of your walk. And if you do all of these things, it will lead to, it says right in here, it's kind of weird and almost uncomfortable. The Bible teaches us how to have success. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Trust his promises, follow him as the lead of your life and obey what he teaches you and you'll know success. For Israel, it was the promised land. For you and I, when we unpack this through the rest of these sacred scriptures we call the Bible, we start to realize that God has a future for me. God's plan for me. It is a powerful future. That's what success will look like if I can live that out. How do I live that out? Let me try it again. It's right here. You gotta trust him. You gotta trust his promises. You, you, you got to follow him. You, you got to obey his teaching, stay close to it, meditate on it, chew on it, and apply what he's, done, what he's called us to. In a world where, you know, I almost equate it to like radio station, I'm gonna date myself, but you'll know what I'm talking about a little bit. Like when you used to turn the dials on the radio, now it's serious radio in the car and digital everything, but you turn the dial, there's so many stations on the radio, just going through there and finding something. It's like, eh, nah, go to the next one. And then you find the one, that's what I want to hear right now. I feel like life for so many of us is filled with so many people trying, so many other voices trying to earn our trust, trying to get us to follow them, trying to get us to follow their creed, be a disciple of their ways, their ideologies, their messaging, and obey that and follow that. And God says, you can flip this. That's not where success is found. That's not where this picture of this future that I have for you can ever be experienced. Joshua... Moses is gone. It's on you. All you have to do is trust me, follow me, obey me. It's on me. You just got to follow me and do what I tell you, and you're going to have success in this. And, and what you see in the passage here, down here, is this. It's all banking on the uh, the power. There it is, and the promises of God. The power and the promises of God are the foundation of what we get to experience because he is God and he makes promises that he cannot fail. And because he is God and he is more powerful than we could ever comprehend, he can tell us where success can be found. Mosaic, I I need this right now. Jeff Bell needs this right now. The Bell family needs this right now. We need to be reminded that whatever God's future, what that looks like, we need to be reminded that it can be experienced. If we will faithfully, without an office, without a business card, without a title, without a microphone, if we as faithful followers of our God will just trust his promises. I need this. Pray this for us. If we will just follow him and him alone, not all the other radio stations, not all the other lies that the enemy wants to give us. The lies of the enemy are so loud but the love of God is so much louder. We want to hear that. We want to follow that and that leading. If we will just obey what he teaches us in here. I need to be reminded of this. And I'm just telling you today, Mosaic, you need this. Joshua is here watching the primo leader, which I'm not. Please, that's where the analogy breaks down. But the primo leader, Moses, is off the scene. It's time for a new chapter. And he says, get the people ready all together. This isn't just on Joshua's shoulders. This is a nation that is gonna have to choose. Do we bail, do we bolt, do we revolt? What do we do? Do we trust a God who saves? A God who's made promises, shown himself faithful over and over again. Do we choose that? Do we choose to follow? Do we choose to obey? And if you know the verse, some of us, when we grew up, we had it on our front door. My mom and dad had it on the front door. And Joshua 24, where he says, choose, choose you the state who you wanna serve. For us, we're gonna serve the Lord. You gotta choose that. You gotta choose if you're gonna trust in the promises and the power of a God. And let me just tell you, is is our world crazy? Oh my gosh. Are circumstances unpredictable? Oh my gosh. Is life chaotic? (laughs) Yeah, I can can vouch for that. I'm watching the clock, I'm unemployed in a few hours. I'm just, life is crazy. Do we get discouraged and defeated in that? Yeah. But don't you ever, don't miss this one. Don't ever underestimate what can happen when God's people put all their faith and trust and obedience in a powerful promise-keeping God. Don't ever underestimate that, I'm gonna say that again because to me that feels like something you might wanna at least jog here or write down. Never underestimate what what can happen when the people of God trust, follow, and obey the powerful promise-keeping God. Never underestimate what can happen, Mosaic. If you, the people of God, choose to trust, follow, and obey this powerful promise-keeping God. I'm just gonna give you a couple quick thoughts from this passage, lightning round, and then I'll have some closing thoughts for you here. Just some quick thoughts. As I read through this passage, I was just kind of journaling through and thoughts that just jumped off the page as I was praying for, for, for this family and praying for this family's future. Number one, even when leadership changes, God's promises remain. Even when leadership changes, God's promises remain. Moses is off the scene. Joshua comes in. It's been a bunch of us have the privilege of leading this. God's promises haven't changed. It's because it's always based on him. It's based on his character. It's based on who he is, what he's done, what he is doing in this family and in this community through this church. It's where the true leadership is anyway, right? You've got elders, you've got a staff, you've got leadership that is following the leadership and trusting and obeying the leadership of God. Just because leadership changes, don't worry about this. God's promises will always remain. Next thought, there was a Joshua because there was a Moses that poured into him. Set up at the top there, Joshua, son of Nun, uh, but was also Moses' aide. There's so many great stories before this in the scripture of where Joshua came alongside and supported in so many ways, but he was always this apprentice. He was learning and being mentored and equipped the next generation by Moses. I just wanna encourage you, if there was ever a time for you to step up and step in, it is now. Step up, Mosaic. Who are you pouring into? Where are you serving? I get the email every week still, and I hope I'll stay on that email list for a long time, that Sarah and Jamie send out from Children's Ministry looking for five new volunteers in Children's Ministry. Boom. I hope they get 20 today that you just sign up and say, there's a Joshua in there or a Joshua Etta in there that I'm gonna pour into, I'm gonna disciple, I'm just gonna speak into, and God's gonna use my story and their story and their story for more stories. There was a Joshua because there was Moses. Who are you being Moses to? Step up right now. What an opportunity to speak in and shape the future of this church. Next one, from this passage. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of our need to be courageous. Um, man, if I had all kinds of time, I'd love to unpack this, but this one just resonates so deep in my heart, not because of what's ahead, but partly because of what we've navigated even in the last six months. Sometimes my radio dial has been tuned to all kinds of different things that make you live in a defeatist mentality. Joshua's in a moment here where it's like he's alone. His leader's gone. He's just been handed two million people. Holy cow, and on and on. Be strong, be courageous, keep trusting. It's not your promises, it wasn't Moses' promises, it was my promises, I will save. Be courageous and there are voices around you all the time watching the news, dealing with school boards, dealing with the boss at work, dealing with neighbors, whatever it is that are gonna try, it just makes it feel like it's, it's encroaching in, it's encroaching in, it's, it's just inevitable that we're gonna lose this battle. And God is like, have I not told you to be strong and courageous? Come on, it's based on my power and my promises. Get the people ready and go. And I just want to encourage you with that. Sometimes, if, if you need that most today, take that away this morning. Sometimes you just need to be reminded, you need to be courageous, church. You need to walk in faith. You need to move forward, not with trepidation, not with uncertainty, but with certainty. The rock of ages is your foundation. Go forward with certainty in this. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of our need to be courageous. And you should read the book of Joshua. If you want a second assignment for this week, read the book of Joshua and watch how he responds to God and the courage that he leads with. Even in face of a lot of challenges, wow. In fact, sidebar, um, it it says Joshua was here. It calls him the Moses' aide or Moses' servant. By the end of the book of Joshua, the people, the scribes who are writing about Joshua, they call him Joshua, the servant of God. They could tell his life had, had changed and he had, he had courageously with strength followed the leadership of God and led them with strength. Sometimes you just need to be reminded, be courageous. Two more things, they had seen God work. Oh man, Moses had parted the Red Sea. They had watched the plagues on and on. They have watched God provide manna from heaven. They have seen God work in amazing ways but the greatest days were still ahead. They haven't even tasted what God had planned, the promised land for them, what true success was gonna look like for them. Now, I love this man deeply. Kirk, Morgan, your executive pastor. Give everybody else triple love and everything. Give him like, what would four times his quadruple, right? Give him quadruple. Um, in all seriousness, we share something so special and uh, we may write a book together someday. I'll come up with the idea and he'll write it. It'll be much better that way. I love this man but I'm just gonna reword something he said a couple weeks ago. He said something around the ideas of maybe, maybe the better, best days of Mosaic are ahead. You know, those kind of things. And I'm gonna say, you take that maybe out. I, and he in his heart believes it too. We believe that the greatest days of Mosaic are in front of us right now. And I, knowing all, have we experienced and seen God work? Oh man, the richness of what this season has been in our ministry life, and our relational life and kingdom with you. It's been amazing. But I believe to my core, put my hand on the word of God and tell you that the greatest days of Mosaic are ahead. I believe that. I believe that. You need to be courageous. You need to do what the scriptures are telling you. Stay faithful and you will learn success, the preferred promised future that God has for you in a powerful way. Amazing things that experienced, but the greatest days were still ahead. Uh, Garrett and I just took a trip uh, over Christmas, Leslie and Lauren flew to Indiana, and Garrett and I decided to take a road trip, he's kind of wanted, he's into music a lot right now, we ended up driving a long way, so Denver, Indiana, Memphis, Tennessee, we took this way to Memphis, which is on the news for a whole different reason, unfortunately, right now, but to get, we took the long route, because he wanted to go to Graceland, um, there's the uh, Sun Records where a lot of Johnny Cash, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, others have recorded. It was an amazing trip. We put in, between driving there and coming back and everything, 3,800 miles together and had a long, long, long drive. In that 3,800 miles, oh, that's caught. There were a lot of times I looked at this, the rear view mirror, right? And it fixed right here. If you think about it, it's one of the closest things to you all the time and it's always kind of streaming for your attention. But as you go forward doing 3,800 miles, if I was to try to do three miles, let alone 3,800 miles, with just using the rearview mirror, it's all I looked at, it would be dangerous, wouldn't it? Not only would I not get far, but I would be a hazard to myself and maybe everybody else around me. We had 3,800 miles of windshield time. With a glimpse every once in a while to make sure everything behind me was okay, if anything was coming up behind me. But we had 3,800 miles of windshield time watching the front, the, what was ahead of us, unfold. Mosaic, don't get caught looking in rearview mirror mentalities on any aspect of your life, but especially right now in this. Don't get caught looking at the rearview mirror and miss what God has in front of you. Oh, we've experienced some awesome things together, absolutely. Honor the past, celebrate it, absolutely. But don't you do more than just glimpses. You keep looking forward. Look out that windshield with awe at what the horizon holds as God's plan and promises um, and and the preferred future just begins to unfold for you. We've experienced amazing things together, but I'm telling you, the greatest is yet to come. One last thing is this. It's never been what I see in Joshua chapter one that you need to hear, that I need to hear. I got to remind this of myself as well. It's never been about the servant. It's never been about the servant, it's always been about the Savior it's kind of interesting Joshua so so Deuteronomy chapter 34 kind of talks a little bit about the end of Moses' life but then you get into this is the first time Joshua emerges back on the scene Joshua 1 you flip the page after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord the Lord said to Joshua son of Nun Moses' aid Moses my servant is dead now get to work get to work the beat goes on the work still continues there is a plan that started with the fallen brokenness of Adam and Eve in the garden that I mentioned earlier. There's a plan that's unfolding. There's a plan of redemption and life that's coming. And now you're part of the story. You're part of this new chapter. Get to work. It's not because God is cold towards Moses. In fact, I think eternity, he's got the DVD Blu-ray player up in heaven that he just recorded the death of Moses. We have no idea where Moses is buried. It even says that in the scripture. We don't know if Moses like officially died or if he's just gone and he says, my servant is dead, but he's just not living in a physical realm anymore. God had a sweet, special relationship with Moses, but he's done and it's time to keep going and getting back to work. So now look at me, here's the good news. Look at me, you'll see me. Good news, I'm not dead. (sighs) That would be a sad, it'd be a different field today probably. I hope, I hope there would be. Moses, my servant is dead. I'm not dead today. In fact, it's funny, you look back, I think it's in Deuteronomy 33 or 34, it says, now Moses died when he was 120 years old, but his eyes were still good, his strength was still strong, and I'm like, man, I relate to that. We're, we're, we're transitioning into a new chapter in role, but I just feel so much vision and strength for what God's doing here. And I'm not dead, but my role is ending. My role as shepherding and leading and, and serving at this church is ending. What would God say to you? Now then, get the people ready. Get ready because there's work to do. There's more things to accomplish. There's a story that needs to be changed. There's redemption coming. I've got a plan, and you get to be a part of it. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get to work, Joshua. Jeff and Leslie, we've served as faithfully as we can. We've served as faithfully as we can, but our role is done. Get to work, Mosaic. Keep going, next chapter, Mosaic. It's never been about us. It's not anybody saves, but God saves. It's not my promises or my power, it's his. It's not my instruction on how to know what success is. I just get to be a mouthpiece and an instrument that he uses for a season. It's all him, and I'm so glad it is. I'm so, you're so glad it is. Because with him, it will not falter, it will not fail. Um, I'm gonna, they can pull the marker board away now, and it's gonna make Ben cry, but as they do, Um, as they're getting ready to come out I'm actually going to draw this on here one more time for you there's two more words that I I just referenced but I wanted to focus and and I'm just going to put it like this Moses my servant is dead so the next thing that Joshua says I'm sorry that that God says to Joshua and that Joshua says to the people is these two words in verse 2 get ready get ready There's a plan unfolding and yes, Abraham and Moses and Joshua, you're going to play a part and then there's, you don't even know him yet, but there's these judges that are going to come along and then there's going to be Esther and there's going to be Ruth and there's going to be David and Solomon. There's going to be all these prophets and they're going to point us to this one. There's going to be this John the Baptist crazy guy who's going to come and say, he's here. Here's the answer. Here's the hope. You've all played. All your servants are going to live, be faithful, and they're going to die and it's going to continue. Their role is going to end and it's going to continue. It's going to come to Jesus Get ready, I'm gonna use you, I'm gonna work through you for the ones that will follow. And Jesus will come on the scene. And then there's gonna be these Peter, Andrew, James, John, Mary, Martha, Timothy, Paul, Tabitha, and Priscilla, Aquila, on and on, and and the Apostle John. And and then there's gonna be this guy that, I can't even remember his name right now, it's John something that 60 some odd years ago, 68 years ago, says there's a church that's needed in Littleton. I'm going to call it Jewel Baptist, and it's going to go through all kinds of leaders that we don't even know their names collectively anymore. And then there's going to be this guy named Jeff Bell who's going to serve for a little bit. And then he's going to be dead or gone, and his role's going to be over, and you're going to say, get ready. I'm still at work, and I'm pointing back now. And you're like, Jeff, you're about to run out of room, and I'm, I know. I did that on purpose. You know why? Because I think we're running out of time. I think we're running out of time, Friends. We don't have time for rear view mirror living because there's not a whole lot of windshield until we get to experience the promised land. And we get to experience the welcome home song that we sang at the beginning of the service. There's not much time left. So you need to live with trust. You need to live following the one that it's all about. You need to live with obedience, banking on the power and promises of God. And you need to get ready. Ready? Just get ready, because he's ready to do something. He's gonna do something special here. He's gonna do something that's going to cost you. It will. It'll cost you trust, your faith. You'll have some of this sometime if you're not careful. You might have to be a little bit more generous even more in the future in this radical, generous church. You might have to be more invitational. You might have to pray more. You might have to spend time chewing on the scriptures more. It's gonna cost you. It's gonna look a little different at times, but get ready. It's him at work. Trust, follow, obey him. Oh, what God is doing in this church, even in this moment. I'm curious. I'm so grateful what it's meant for our lives, but what it's meant for you. I'm curious what he's doing. And I cannot wait to watch it to continue unfold. I'm just gonna close with this. Um, they're, I'm gonna ask the ushers to hand out something to you really fast. Um, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna end where I started four and a half years ago when I had the privilege of preaching here for the first time. Um, Some of you were here, you raised your hand earlier. I don't know if you remember this or not, but I read from my journal. Um, We had candidated here in um, June of 2018 uh, for the lead pastor role. And in my journal... A friend of mine, Mike Vaughters, just a mentor and dear friend of my life, got me doing spiritual journeying, and, and I'm, not, I'm so woefully inconsistent in it, but when I have opportunities to look back, it's just like, oh, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your patience, Lord. And in my journal, um, I wrote on the plane, flying here for candidating, what I had started on this side, it's backwards, is I had written, I have a dream. I went all MLK on it. I'm like, I have a dream. What is this gonna look like if we go? And, and I literally could not write anything quite yet. I'm like, I don't even know these people. I haven't even been here. I haven't seen anything yet. I want to experience it. So I wrote this side after I'd written the title of it. I wrote this side on the plane flying here. We candidated that weekend. Just a lot of special things. Uh, it was amazing. And we went home. The word got to us that we were going to be the lead pastor. I, 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 was, I was about two weeks from being here and I wrote this out. And I, it just flowed out like crazy. And I had some edits. And what I wanted to do was just wanted you to see what I saw before we even started day one here. And it was kinda like God saying, get ready, then. And a lot of this we've experienced, just the tip of the iceberg. And I just believe that God wants you to hear again today, be strong and courageous, bank on my power, bank on my promises, I have success and prosperity not in the world's version of it, but what I have for you, this future, this powerful, impactful future in this church. It's right on the doorstep, so trust in me. And I just want to read these words because this, this might be a, a, another way for you to hear that. And you can take that and begin maybe praying for the new lead pastor, as I've been praying for whoever that is. That they will help lead and experience this with you. I wrote this in July of uh, 2018, I see, I I have a dream, I see a gathering of alive, ignited, passionate, sold out followers of Jesus, where men and women are being inspired, equipped and empowered for kingdom, um, impactful kingdom building work. Uh, Men and women who have an intense, unquenchable passion to see the beauty of Jesus and the beauty of his church demonstrated throughout this city. Men and women who have the disease. (laughs) They love Jesus so much it's infected and changed, changed our lives so much that we can't help but be contagious and spreading the good news. Men and women who ache, ache to see every person in their reach know that there is a seat for them at Jesus's table. Men and women who actively and with sacrificial generosity engage in bringing shalom, that holistic peace in every direction to our cities. Those who fiercely know the enemy, I'm sorry, who fiercely kick, who fiercely kick the enemy in the teeth anytime he dares to approach this family of faith. Get your boots on and get ready for that. Because this is a soft moment at Mosaic. Don't let him have an inch. Get your boots on and get ready to kick him in the mouth. Don't you be part of that, okay? Man, a group of people who um, stand uh, shoulder to shoulder pursuing unity and, and holiness committed to change this generation and those that follow. Men and women who promote and live out the mission and vision of this church because we are the church. Men and women who know that they are loved by the Father, by me. I wish I would have done that better. And by each other. It's true, we love you. And men and women, I see a dream of men and women gathered People who follow and treasure Jesus Christ above everything else. Or as we came to realize what our name was supposed to be together, Mosaic, our mission is to help people experience Jesus-centered life. He is the cornerstone. He is our Alpha and Omega. He is what the story is all about, no matter where you look. It's never about the servants. It's always about the Savior. So I invite you to stand with me if you would. My time is way out. I wanted to be consistent to what you've come to expect of me. Do the last song though, Ben. Don't cut it. Please. Last thing I want to do. I love you, church. And um, thank you for the way we've been in this together. Um, um, uh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's a privilege. Um, I want to last act just to pray out the priestly blessing in number six. It's the, God says to Moses, hey, tell Aaron, your brother, he's the priest. It's a way to bless the people, these people that we're talking about even right now here in Joshua. Moses, this is how you should bless them. And so I don't know if you would want to put your hands out just to receive this in a bodily way or not, but if you would just receive it, this is our prayer for you and our blessing for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and may he give you peace. And I would just add the mosaic wrinkle. May you be the church that shows others what it looks like to know the freedom and the hope and the life of a Jesus-centered
1: life. I pray this for you, mosaic.